Hello and welcome to Mobile Interactions Now, the podcast where industry pros share firsthand experiences on making mobile interactions work. I'm Chris and I'm part of the team here at Tintech. On today's episode, we're joined by Malte Kosa. Malte is the managing director and co-founder of Parloa. Parloa helps teams create engaging conversations with their customers via chat or voice assistance. So here is part one of our conversation with Malte. Take it away, Jean. Malte, welcome to the show. Uh, We gave a little intro in the beginning, but I'm sure uh, they would like to hear more from you. So can you just introduce yourself really quickly? Yeah, sure, Jean. Uh, Hi, I'm Malte. I'm one of the founders of Palua. I have been dealing with conversational AI for more than three and a half years now. We started out with an agency consulting big companies um, around Europe and um, shortly realized that there is a lack of infrastructure for teams building conversational AI, building automated dialogues um, for for customers. So we built Paloar for companies um, to enable their teams building those um, um, automated dialogues. Um, I'm a business guy. uh, founded an e-commerce store before, um, and then I wanted to do something like a little bit more deep tech. Uh, so I decided to to do something with conversation AI. We are based in Berlin. Uh, we are more than 20 people here, and I'm very excited to be here. Awesome. It's great to have you today, especially because we've been getting a lot of questions regarding chatbots these days especially with some of the integration problems and chatbots being dumber than they hoped and all those fun questions. So I would love to just unpack some of the complexity or fun that's involved in making chatbot, you know, actually that's useful. So let me start right there. What are we really accomplishing uh, by using chatbots that we weren't able to do before? Um, yeah, that, that really is a good question. And I think it all is based on a development which started about 10 years ago when more or less deep learning and machine learning algorithm took over and made natural language uh, understanding much, much better. Um, so by now we are able to grasp much more complexity when a customer asks something to a company. So. Um, we cannot just try to interpret what the user wants to, to, to say. So the intent, we can also extract some entities. So I um, can ask my bank how much I spent last week on food. So it's not just the intent. So I want to know how much did I spend. Um, I also can uh, ask uh, to which time, so last week and the category, so the, so the food. So the, the way the, the uh, questions uh, can be structured uh, are much more complex. And through that development over the last five to 10 years, uh, more and more is is, uh, currently being implemented in in companies. And I think when when we talk about natural language understanding, we always need to talk about different parts of the natural language understanding. So one thing is the automated speech recognition. So the the translation from an audio file into text um, Microsoft and Google reached 95% accuracy rate. So 95% of the words um, can be translated right by these algorithms. And they, they um, released that in 2017. So about two to three years ago, we reached 95%. What is so important uh, or interesting about 95%, a call center agent 
understands 95% of what the other person is saying. So we reached human level when it comes to translating an audio file into text about two or three years ago. Um, so that's more or less the first step when, for example, we want to automate the call center. But then, very importantly for chatbots, we have the natural language understanding. So this is the software which, which tries to understand what the user is saying and tries to exp export the, 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 the entities I just talked about, maybe, for example, a time or category of, uh, of spendings. And um, also in that, that space, we are seeing a lot of development. Um, two years ago, roughly one and a half years ago, uh, Google announced BERT, um, totally new or very um, big step um, in, 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 that, in that part. So I think also in the natural language understanding, we're seeing a lot of development. We're seeing a lot of startups evolving. Uh, we're seeing the big tech companies um, investing a lot in that in that field so um yeah it's evolving and um we're we're seeing a lot of progress that sort of begs a question from business point of view uh and i understand these uh, enabling technologies are really really uh, uh evolving quite fast but is, is it um is it more of that what's driving current um deployments or is it more of a customers are actually hitting certain tipping point where the demand is just no longer can be you know ignored is is it consumer demand or is it more of a tech readiness what do you see that is a really good question and i think there's no one answer to that i think it depends on the channel, for example. Um, it depends on the use case. Um, when we talk about digital assistants, for example, Alexa and Google Assistant, um, there, there is a totally new demand coming up. So it's a demand which was not there before. So companies need to think about how to, how to be present on those platforms. So that's totally new. Um, when we talk about call centers, for example, there is a high demand and we, you probably also know these old IVR system, please press the one, please press the two, and this can be done much, much better. So um, I would say it's not like direct customer demand, but there is the possibility to, to make an experience better. So um, that's regarding call center. And for chat, I think, this is slowly starting that customers really um, demand that there is a chat more or less on uh, which they can use to, to um, contact a company. So rather it is, or it could be on the website, it could be WhatsApp, it could be the Facebook messenger. And I have the feeling that this is evolving, especially chat is evolving pretty fast and um, the demand is, is getting uh, more and more important. Um, on the other side, we see a lot of companies um, and we, we have been working for, for the biggest um, companies in Europe when it comes to conversational AI and they all started a few years ago because they saw there is something happening and they all started with, with small P POCs um, for small use cases and now are integrating that, that, that teams and those teams and, and the technology into their um, like main main infrastructure. So um, I think it's a little bit of both um, um, and it depends a little bit on the channel. So 
I understand your company works with the different interfaces, voice and, and chat apps and all those. And, but we're starting to see a lot of chat apps actually appearing inside of messaging apps and, and, and things like this. Why do you think this is happening now? I think that why more and more chat channels coming up, and I think, is, is that the question? Why are we getting more and more chat channels um, um, in, in, in the ecosystem? And I think that is because, first of all, sure, the technology evolved over the last years, and users are getting used to to write a lot via their smartphones for example and that's where the customers are they are at whatsapp they are on facebook messenger they're getting used to chat um, to to get their message out and i believe that companies want to be there where the, where the customers are and if it's easier to um, write to a, a company via whatsapp um, because the people are there then searching for a hotline in on, on the web and it, it takes you two minutes to even find the, the, the hotline and then call them and wait four minutes in the in the queue, it might be a lot lot easier and faster to just write them. And maybe the first 30 seconds is automated and maybe then you can directly uh, write or chat with an agent. So I think companies all, all already want to be there where the customers are. Um, first and second, um, when we talk about bots, the technology got better over the last five to ten years, and also for platforms, it, it takes some time to integrate and make make it possible. And now we're seeing that, for example, with WhatsApp, that they make it possible for companies to also integrate um, um, good good bots and and systems to to um, ride with customers. So um, maybe these are reasons for that for that uh, change i was uh, chatting with some of my colleagues in terms of uh, um, some of the value-added things that happens when you have these uh, interactions um, somehow integrated to the back end um, is there inherent advantage um, where text-based interactions um, how it's used with the analytics um, versus some of the voice interface or something like that. Is this part of um, what's driving in the back end as well? I think chat has the advantage versus well, when we compare it to, to voice that we don't have the automated speech recognition. So we directly have the text there. We don't need to translate the audio file into text. So there's one, one component which can cause some errors, which we don't have in chat. Um, then we then we have a visual component there, so we can show something to the user, um, and always always when we can show something to the user, it, the interaction can be faster uh, because you can read much faster than you can listen to 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 uh, someone who, who answers um, to you. So I think the, the chat interface has a lot of potential and advantages uh, versus voice. Um, However, if you if you talk to someone via voice, you as a customer can articulate your questions much faster. Uh, you can you can speak roughly uh, about 140 words um, a minute, um, and you can um, write. I don't know. It, it depends a little bit, like roughly 50 or 60. So you're much faster when when you speak. Um, but for for um, when, when it comes to a bot, I think. Um, 
having having a chatbot is is a little bit easier because you have um, this visual interface. You can have a suggestion chips or a suggestion button, button, and so you can give the user some um, feedback what the user can say um, or what the user can click. And uh, in in voice, it's a little bit more complicated. Um, so I think there are some advantages when when we talk about chatbots uh, versus voice bots. That that's really interesting. So we, we talked about the uh, um, having service um, in a way that answering questions in in a fast way, and and I consider myself um, as a rather impatient consumer when it comes to that. So can you take us into the back room of of companies, you know, doing businesses? What really is involved? using um, systematically uh, this kind of technology to, to speed up that interaction to the level where today's consumers can be satisfied with? Okay, so, so I think that's a very important question. What should companies do to, to use that technology and to, to build cutting edge experiences? So I think there are different, different parts which companies um, need, to, need to do. The first thing is they, they need to um, understand that conversation AI is a whole new um, kind of knowledge they, they need to integrate into their, their, their company. So there are voice user interface designers or conversational designer who build a speech model, who know um, how a natural language understanding works. So you first need to um, build up a, uh, a team, a dedicated team, maybe together with an external agency, or you can just do it internally, um, which knows how to work with conversation AI. Um, this team then needs to train the bots, um, if you want to do parts of it uh, in an automated way, um, which trains this bot. Because if you start to build a bot and then you, you deploy it, and then you just started with it. The, the journey just begun. And then the actual work starts because you, you need to make the bot much better. So you start maybe with 20, 25% automation. Then next week you're 26 and 27. And so every day you need to look at the past conversations, look with what worked, what didn't work. And then you need to um, use that. We, use, we, we, we call the training data. Um, to make the conversation better. And uh, just to name one example, someone asks a question and the bot responds, sorry, I can't help you with that or I don't know what you meant. So now I need to take that sentence and to integrate it into my speech model so the next time someone asks this question, it gets answered right. So, and there you or companies need people sitting there and just doing that. It's, it's actual work and I think a lot of companies think, well, that's AI and everything is magical. Um, well, yeah, there is some machine learning in there, but in fact, at the end, you need people to, to see what is working, what is not working to train the model. Um, so you need a team first. You need the team to work on it on a daily basis if you really want to build a good bot. And last but not least, you need to have good APIs in place. So. And if you just want to build an FAQ bot without any connection to a backend, this might be a good start. But if you really want to, to build good use cases, you, you need to connect the dialogue, the experience with your backends. 
and uh, we we experienced a lot of trouble with that because a lot of companies starting to build a lot of good APIs and scaling APIs and fast APIs, but you you really need to have those to to build end-to-end -end, uh, use cases, and um, if you have all those three things in place, I think you really can build uh, good experiences. Um, but it's not something which is there automatically if you start and then it's there. It is a process and you need to keep optimizing it. Yeah, but those three things I think are, are important. When you describe the, the bot star sale, oh, sorry, I didn't get that, all those um, scenarios, you are describing my past couple of weeks. I was <laughs> working with a chatbot developer for yeah. a, a, a simple nonprofit organization, FAQ, yeah. a quick Q&A. And, and you start facing yourself. Some people say, don't say no, they say nope, short thing. And, 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 and completely different way, yeah. But as I was looking at revising the flow and keep working with the script, I was starting to be a little resentful and I was going, okay, are you training me or am I training you kind of scenario? So now here's your chance. Is there like a, some tips, tricks as, as a pros that how, what they have to really expect when they start really training the bots so that it doesn't get into the anger mode I was in last week? Yeah, that, that, that's a very good question. I think you will, in the next years, you will not be able to ask, answer 100% of the questions. So there will all, like, always be 30, 40, maybe 20, maybe 60% of questions which are answered wrong. So there must be something which satisfies the customer. Um, and we really try to and that's maybe a tip for everyone doing doing conversational design. Try to think about not not the happy path. Also try to think about the the error path and try to do a very good error handling. So and um, try to um, first of all um, one one more uh, time. Can you under, can, can the user rephrase what he said? And maybe at the second time, you can be also a little bit. And be transparent and say, well, sorry, I'm not able to answer that. I'm, I'm still learning. I'm learning every day. So I think um, it's important to, to, to um, set the expectance right for the customer. And, and don't say, well, I can do everything. And then you can't everything and the customer is unsatisfied. Be transparent, say I'm learning. And then you can be, it, it depends a little bit on the company's profile, but you can be a little bit like, be, be, be friendly to him and maybe um, have a little joke. And I think this, this really makes an experience differently. And, 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 and maybe even if you can't help the user, the user say, well, they try, they get better. And uh, I know it's, it's not perfect. So um, it's always important not just think about the happy path and always and, and spend a lot of time thinking about error handling and about those those situations when something is not working. And I, I experienced that a lot of companies spend too, too less time on the things which are not working um, than just focusing on the happy pass. 
I absolutely love what you just said because <laughs> because it, it is a completely different way of looking at my previous uh, last week's experience, and and it, it also makes me think like uh, I think at the end of the day, even um, machine interaction, machine to human interaction. I think I may not be remembering every response I received, but it's the feeling that that I got. You know, I interacted with the, the machine. There was a better than expected interaction, that little smile that I can walk away with. So I absolutely, if, if I imagine my user leaving the experience with that, that that's what I'm hearing. So you, you put me into a completely different um, mode of thinking about this. With that goal, though, um, it, what you are describing also opens up this, like there's a functionality of a chatbot. And there's this this style part of this almost like a personality, and 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 as you mentioned, depends on what the company is, and there's an appropriateness to this, right? What kind of personality you take on? Because you may not, some people may not understand uh, the interaction. Just saying, hey, I'm still learning. I'm like, then why are you already deployed, right? So <laughs> tell tell me a little bit of a, like how. Uh, brands can think about this in terms of matching up with their um, uh, personality that they want to personify. Yeah, three thoughts on that. I think the first thing, a persona really needs to fit to the cost, uh, to, to the brand. So um, I think to, to be friendly and maybe to be, be a little bit funny is always good in such a dialogue and to be transparent and say, wow, we, we are learning. Um, and but but each company needs to decide that by 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 themselves. Um, but it's important to think about it. A lot of companies just like having a lot of developers develop the experience, but then it's a experience developed by developers. And if you you no company would develop a web page just by developer. They have UX designers and and, and front end designers, and then they have developers implementing that. And I think it's the same when you when it comes to conversational uh, development. You need developers to develop it, and you need also designers to design it. And one thing is, you have a corporate identity for your homepage, and you also should have a corporate identity for your dialogues. Second thing is, you, you said, well, you should first deploy it when it's perfect, and that's un impossible right now. So just try to give the user an impression that we. There, there is a point when we need to start and we thought we might be able to start right now and you are helping us to make it better. We need your feedback. So I think you need feedback from real users to really make it better because if we both together try to generate a lot of training data, we will never be able to, to think about all different ways a customer can express themselves. So there are 5,000 ways to ask for the weather, 5,000. We would, we both would never be able to, to, to come up with all the different ideas. So you need training data, you need real customer feedback. And the third thing is, in best case, you have real agents, which are then being connected to the user. So say, well, unfortunately, I can't answer that. I'm still learning, I'm still learning every day, but I really want to help you. So I'm connecting you to the real person. And if you do that, you can learn. And even if you just automate 20 or 25%, 
the rest you're connecting to a real person and then the the customer at the end is satisfied so i think that to, to, to just have a bot without real persons at the end can work i would suggest always suggest to 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 have real person so to have a human end over when the bot um is not um uh, working properly or just can't answer the question thank you again to malte cosa for joining us today don't forget to tune in to our next episode for the conclusion of the conversation with Malte. You can find out more about Malte and Parloa at parloa.com. To find out more about Gene and Tintech, visit tintech.com. Make sure to search for mobile interactions now in Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found, and click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Tintech, thanks for listening.